Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. What's up, Dave? Yo, How no, uh, no, no music today. No, I'll edit it in. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> it's uh, I'm I'm fucking done trying to do all that. I feel you. Yeah. Um, not much. Just rising again in Springfield, Ohio. So I was gonna say you've had a busy couple weeks, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. Um. Shoot, dude! Clevernook Open, and uh, now the NCAA championship. We're finished with it. So, yeah, How'd that, that go? was those were two big weeks. Um, it went okay. We played three pretty decent rounds. Nothing where we like had a, had an amazing round, but um, three good rounds, one bad round, um, and we ended up finishing thirteenth. So, pretty decent season, though, overall. We had uh, five team wins and how many individual wins? Two wins by one guy, a co-medal and a victory by another. Um, Six victories for the men. So, yeah. And then ladies finished third place as well in their in their conference championship. Didn't make it to the Nationals like the guys, but they still had an awesome season. Um, Got better from where they were. They had a chance to get second place at the conference championship, but ended up um, falling back in third. So, yeah, it was a busy, busy last little bit of April into May for, for young David. So... So we're here now, but yeah, yeah. It's well, been, I saw it's been you. Good. I saw you at the Clovernook Open, man. You were, <clears throat> you were on it, wheeling and dealing, and also playing golf and, and playing. Yeah, yeah. You got to play. Yeah, that was hey, man, kind of a awesome. last second decision. I wasn't sure if I was going to or not, <laughs> but I said, you yeah, know, and what? you got Let's put just... in that group with Paresh too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Grizz uh, always brought it, always brings it as a starter. So he's there to lighten up the mood, and he definitely does that. Yeah. Where where did he come from? Does he do that for a lot of tournaments or what? No, no. He's a member of Clovernook. And, um, oh, okay. Hmm. I was just like, who who is this guy? Like, how have I never heard of him? Because obviously I grew up in Ohio, and he's not the youngest guy in the world. So I'm like, I've had to like <laughs> – See this guy start a tournament before, but no, I didn't know he's a member. He's worked with GCGA in the past, um, back like twenty years ago or so. But he hasn't really done anything with him since. Um, but he's just a retired orf that hangs out at um, hangs out at the club a lot, and then he'll come up and see me, Matt or Daniel, and be like, "Hey, I'm like be his be his Grizz self." <laughs> that's awesome no Clovernook Open was great I got to go out there I played probably the worst I've played in a long time but I liked it man it was uh, 
it was cool. I mean, it's a good turnout of guys and, um, yeah, I mean, like, how, how do you think the Cornell Open went? I know your brother won. That's pretty awesome. Congrats, yeah, Daniel. Sick. Shout um, out. Overall, from a operation standpoint, it was the most smoothly run tournament I feel like we've had ever. So, um, shout out to the professional staff, the Greens crew, um, everyone on the committee for getting the job done you know so i thought it was inside out run really well um yeah it was a it was a good tournament though overall i mean we we did exactly what we want to do was make it better grow the event grow the purse grow the charitable efforts um we put on a concert so (laughs) that was cool the naked karate girls came and uh yeah, it was overall just an awesome week. And for Daniel to win, to cap it off, was was really cool. That's on the 100-year anniversary, and it was it was nice. 100-year of Cloverdale? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so for wow. him to win how, how many years? Year, how many years have you ran this tournament? This was the fifth plane, so we've done it since 2019. Wow, wow it's been that long. Remember when you first started talking about it? It's been what? It's been five years. Yeah. Fuck. That's wild, man. Well, it's turned into something pretty cool, and a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people know about the tournament. I mean, that's that's wild. Like, I kind of wish we had something like that when we were juniors, because we had. I mean, there was a bunch of younger guys playing, but there was like no. I mean, I guess there's, like, no tournaments, like, once you get to college. Like, at, unless you're playing, like, college tournaments, you know, or, like, the Ohio Am or yeah, the Met. Other than that, and that those are just Am events. But, uh, like, man, like, growing up, that would have been dope, like, to be able to play with, like, some pros and stuff. To see where your game measure is compared to everybody else. Yeah, you know, especially I mean, guys coming in from all over. I mean, we had guys – I mean, I, I came from the – from the West, but these guys come from all over. It's crazy. Yeah. Florida, Visaki, shout out to him, James Nicholas, all those guys from down in Florida come. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, yeah. It was a good time. That's when you know, it's a good event, man. Like people put that on the schedule. Um, it's not like a, a, a tour that has events every week. You know, like once you get on people's radar and be like, you know what, that one's worth going to. That's when you know you got a good, you got something good, especially for like a golf tournament. Yeah. Because right now I'm battling my schedule. So, like, just having that stuff's great. I feel you. Like, I have to balance this summer, like, getting out of golf, out of the college golf season. I got, I got to balance. Uh, like travel for recruiting, travel for my golf, um, and just kind of staying close around around Springfield, you know. So um, I'm looking as like close as possible to playing events, and I got a few I, I'm going to play in. So yeah, we'll see how they go. But as of right now, like I just got a few that I'm signed up for, but 
you know, that gives me an opportunity to work on my game and practice it and sharpen it up just a little bit more, you know, because that's one thing I got to do. I haven't really gotten reps in um, coaching the last few months, and it's time to step that up. So last couple of days, ever since the season's been over, like I've used these days to recharge, like clean my house, um, clean up everything around me and just kind of get ready for just the next, like, next move and next plan I next thing I have in mind, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm excited to see you back out there. Me too. So I'll see you in Lexington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got that coming up. Um, yeah, that's, it's crazy that your last few weeks have been, have been wild and has to do with playing and coaching and running a tournament. You're doing literally everything. It's insane. I'm, a, I'm like, uh, the, really no comparison actually, but uh, Michael Block from this past weekend. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, they're talking wild. about how he does everything except practice. And they're like, yeah, like I'm pretty much doing that too. <laughs> well, they say he, does, he not, doesn't practice. No, no, no. We're not not practicing, but we just don't have all day to practice right now. Yeah, and that's kind of like what I've had to like how I've I've had to like undertake that and juggle that um, with a golf game. And then, yeah, the last few months, um, it's not easy to practice, but yeah, we'll see how the next couple go. Yeah, trying to find that time when you have all that going on, I'm sure is you're just like, I just want to get out of the range for an hour. Yeah. But you know what I do? I just really try to try to find practice, quote unquote practice of, in everything I do, you know? Um, so just doing the best of my ability to whatever it is. So when I do step up to a, a golf shot, like it's, it's still like, I know what I'm doing. It's to the best of my ability. I don't feel like I'm, I'm just there and I'm, and I have no idea like what thoughts to put into, into my golf shot, you know? So yeah. like, I'm just trying to do it. Um, whether or not I'm like taking one or two, um, golf swings or playing one or two holes in practice or, um, just doing something as simple as like, just being more mindful, like when I'm running or like going up the stairs after a run, just trying to put one foot in front of the other, like heel to toe, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm finding practice in that way. So I got to thank you for that a little bit. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, your last three weeks have been crazy. I feel like my last couple months have been crazy just cause I've been all over the place. You've been um, a tour star. <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, I've been traveling every week, um, and the traveling isn't going to stop anytime soon. <clears throat> That's what Reno. we are, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm in Reno, Nevada, right now. In the last few weeks, I was in I was in Ohio. I was in Oklahoma. I was in Palm Springs. Uh, where else is I? Uh, dude, I don't even know. I've been all over. I'm here till Thursday, and then I'm back in LA until Saturday. Then I go 
up to Stockton for another week. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it's been a grind. I wish I was playing better, but, hey, man, I'm just trying to get as many reps as I possibly can. Might get hot, who knows. But, uh, yeah, it's been great, man. I mean, as much as I want to say, like, I'm exhausted, I, f- I love this shit. I just want to keep playing and just try to get better. And hopefully my body stops locking up. But I'm doing some good things, you know, uh, always working hard. But, but yeah, um, I actually uh, got an email. I, so I'm supposed to go to Kansas for an APT event and a Monday qualifier and then a Monday qualifier after the tournament. So it's like Monday qualifier, tournament, Monday qualifier. And kind of centered around this tournament in the middle, but I got an email yesterday saying that they have to postpone the tur- the APT event because the golf course is like in horrible shape. And they sent pictures and like the greens looked like, looked like someone, you know, I just like lit the greens on fire. This and, was yesterday? Uh, yeah, yesterday I got the, I got the email. And so now I have to like, so I'm signed up for these two Mondays. But now if I play in these two Mondays, I have like a week of where I'd be staying in like Oklahoma playing nothing. nothing. Yeah. So it's trying to figure out if it's even worth it. But, when is it? Um, the like 11th, June 11th. Hmm. I was going to say if it was that, if it was the week of the Ohio Open, come up and no, play that. I, I would have. Yeah, I would have, but um, that's another one. So, like, playing a Monday qualifier in the APT event, then another Monday qualifier, and then I'm coming back to L.A. I'm actually moving my stuff out of my apartment in L.A. I'm going to be in the Midwest for, like, two months. So, it's going to be busy, but now I'm just trying to figure out how I can fill up this week if I possibly can. But nothing's going on. Like, the Astro Tour has, after the Stockton event next week, they have nothing on their schedule. Um, the Bow Tour, which is another West Coast event, West Coast Tour, is they have nothing on. He has nothing on his schedule. The APT has to postpone. So, like, I don't even know what's going to be going on that week, or if I don't know why you just can't try to move move golf courses. You know, you think it's too like too short notice to do that. Mm-hmm coming from a tournament director himself well kind of i mean it's what three weeks away yeah but i'm sure sure they could could find a golf course in the area they could host they're not going to though they're so they're going to try to postpone it but yeah i i would say that's probably in their best interest because it's it's tough like like i know talking to like Gary at the G pro tour, he's mentioned like trying to scramble and find a course um, instead of postponing, but like, it's not easy to all the time. And he's had to do that as well. So he's had to cancel a tournament. So, well, I feel like golf courses right now, I don't know what happened this winter, but a lot of golf courses are like kind of struggling coming back because even the one out here in Reno, 
it is like there's still snow in the mountains. Um, the golf course is like super wet. And uh, we got an email a week before we came here saying that they were going to close the range altogether because the range is basically underwater, but they're, they like begged them to keep it open and that we can only hit irons off the tee, which is fine. Um, but you know, I mean, like how much would it suck to go to an event and they don't have a, they don't have a range for you to warm up. Yeah. Especially when you're in the middle of nowhere, like Reno, dude. Like they, the best part about this tournament is that they pay for your hotel, they pay for your practice round, and uh, I mean the golf course is like thirty minutes away from the hotel, but like we stay in downtown Reno, then drive thirty minutes, and like you know there's really nothing around here. So if they did close the range down, you know, everyone would be scrambling to find like some public range or something. It's wild. Mini tour is crazy, man. I know. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, plus the ball, like the ball, every other ball has like no dimples. You're basically just hitting just to get loose. Exactly. Yeah, you, you can't really practice or see like a, a ball flight or get a, get feedback. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I love it out here. I wouldn't change anything. I, the only thing that changes how I'm playing, but trust the process. Um, it's the wild west of golf, huh? Dude, yeah. And like I said in an earlier pod, if you want to see grown men get at their lowest form, go to a mini tour event or a Monday qualifier and just watch all the guys play golf. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy experience, but uh, yeah. So, uh, we obviously had an at a major championship go on this past weekend. How much did you watch of it, and how pumped are you that Brooks won? A decent amount, and I mean, yeah, I'm indifferent to be honest. So, like, good, good for, for him. I'm glad for Brooks yeah, to win. Was yeah. it? It wasn't like I. Like, there's times where, you know where you're watching a major sometimes and it's like, you really want somebody to win or you really don't want somebody to win (laughs) that's in the lead going into the last day. And, like, I didn't really feel either or for Kepka. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to see, like, a good PGA championship. And I I thought it was. Even though he won by three, like, it wasn't really... It was still close, you know. I mean, Scheffler put up a fight. Hovland was there until he had that little uh, um, go of it on 16. And, um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good tournament. No, I agree. Um, Obviously, people are going to bring up the whole live versus PGA thing. And I saw someone tweet yesterday saying, live didn't win this, Brooks won this. And I was trying to think of, like, people are going to take anything they can away from Liv. And they had a good showing as well. I mean, would they have, like, 11 guys? Yeah, let's look it up. But, uh, like, we had – I was just looking on Twitter. I hate looking on Twitter, but I like to see 
people get pissed off about dumb things. So someone was like, Brooks, Brooks won this, Liv Golf didn't. Like, stop saying this is a victory for Liv. But it is, because this has been this has been the argument for the past year and a half, saying that these guys are only playing three rounds, it can't last four. Like, the people who go to Liv are the washed-up players. And obviously that's not the case. I mean, Brooks is, what, second and first in the last two majors? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit, bit ridiculous. I like Brooks. I think he's a cool guy. Um, I've always kind of rooted for him, partly because most people hate him, and that draws me tor- towards people. But uh, I thought it was dope, man. I love his game. His golf swing is like – he's got some moves in his golf swing that I envy. So, I feel like – Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a lot of talent, and I think he's kind of – don't be surprised if he's like a centerpiece for like the future as well too, because he's going to keep winning more majors, I think, as well. Hundred um, percent. And and that's gonna that's gonna really bring um, so bring equilibrium to to live golf in the PGA Tour. To be honest with you, and I just pulled up the leaderboard. Like here, I'm going to count them off. Brooks first. Um, Bryson fourth. Minus he played three. well this week too. Cameron Smith um, tied for ninth, minus one. Um, I might miss a few. Mito Pereira eighteenth, plus two. Patrick Reed eighteenth, plus two. Um, Patrick Reed's always up there. Harold Varner made the cut. T twenty nine. Taylor Penn. <laughs> DJ. Yeah, Dustin Johnson made the cut. Um, trying to see if I see anyone. Thomas Peters made the cut. Yeah, so I mean, all these guys are—I mean, they're still relevant. Phil Mickelson made the cut. You know, um, that's that's always been the the worst. The worst argument is that these guys are washed up, especially like, especially with like Cam Smith, Brooks, and DJ. Even Bryson, dude, he's been playing bad because he's been trying to do this YouTube thing. But, like, he just lost 40 pounds. He looks pretty good. I mean, he still putts so weird, but now he's kind of competing. Yeah, he's not really chasing distance much anymore, is he? Yeah. But, I mean, he's still hitting it far. He kind of just realized that he's like, hey, Justin Thomas hits it pretty far, so why do I need to be kind of fat to hit it far? I mean, I know he's like a science guy, but I'm like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. All that weight on you just will cause more injury, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the I I watched uh, none of it, but I was following it on my phone, and I will tell you this, man. I've had a few conversations. By a few, I mean like four or five conversations with guys who who weren't professionals, who were just guys around my club. And they were talking to me. I didn't bring it up. I did not bring this up. I did not say anything bad about this. But they were talking to me how they thought it was kind of dumb that they allowed 20 PGA uh, members in 
how, how would you distinguish the difference? Because people think that like the PGA Championship is run by the PGA Tour, but it's not. It's run by the PGA Tour of America, right? So the guys who work in your golf club are PGA members? Usually the head professional of a golf club is a Class A PGA member or yeah. is a member. He's a member of the PGA of America. Yeah, not the PGA Tour, PGA of America. It's super confusing, but here we are. Um, so anyway, they let 20 of those guys in. They have to qualify. Great. All of them were complaining to me about how they how it takes spots away from guys who, quote-unquote, deserve it. Um, I tend to – I was agreeing, but I also understand it. But also 20 is a lot. Um and one of the 20 made the cut, and obviously Michael Block made top 15. That's what never happened before. So my thing is, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do they, if you were running the event, would you keep the 20 guys every year? Would you lower it to 15? Would you lower it to 10? But after this year, man, like, that conversation was worth having on Wednesday, but then when Michael Block did what he did, you kind of think like, oh, this is kind of cool. Maybe we should keep this going. You know what I mean? I'm in favor of the PGA of America allotting 20 spots to PGA members because um, it's their tournament. It's their major. I can do whatever they want. I understand that. I understand that side. But before yeah. you keep going, let me ask you something. Golf is the only sport where we gift guys spots. As in, Tony Romo can play in a PJ Tour event. Steph Curry can play in a Corn Ferry event. But you think uh, next week in the NBA Finals, they're going to let a guy like the guy, that lethal shooter guy on Instagram play five minutes in the Finals? Someone said that to me. That wasn't my that wasn't my take, but it is one of the most interesting things because at the highest level, at the very highest level, especially a major, we're allowing guys come in, and we're gifting guys spots. I understand they still to qualify, but do you think that's just a part of golf, or or what? What are your thoughts on all that? I think that. That comment is apples to oranges, and you can't compare it both because basketball in the NBA, there is a league of teams, whereas in golf, there is like there's no limit to who could be in the tournament. That's why they have the qualifiers and whatnot. So that's one, one, one place I'm coming from. The other, um, just because these spot like they're allotting twenty spots doesn't mean they didn't earn it. Because like these dudes are good golfers in themselves. Like you can't tell me that Bob Sowers isn't a good golfer and wouldn't like go toe to toe with you. I mean, him, Wyatt, Wyatt Worthington as well, um, Mike Small over at Illinois. Uh, there's so many good golfers that are in the PGA of America that do not uh, play tour golf, you know? I mean, 
Michael Block actually said something very um, – it hit really a lot – hit a good chord. It struck a chord with me. Hit so on. they were – interviewing him after his round like at night like after the award ceremony and everything and rich Lerner said something along the lines i can't remember if it was rich Lerner or brandel shampley they had him on like the post game show and they were like so what's next are you gonna go to like champions tour is that what you're looking for and he just straight up said no he's like i don't want to do that he's like <laughs> the tour life is not for me i don't really want to travel around i'll play in whatever events come around when they play when they come other than that, I'm just going to stay local, compete, like go home every day, go to work every day, teach, do my thing. And like, I'll be happy. And you know what? Like, that's what some people want. And some people can be good. Like you can be a good golfer and not be on the PGA tour. He also like, makes $200,000 a year at his course. So exactly. That so helps. like he's comfortable with what he's doing. And yeah. I mean, it's, he might be like he might have even have a better living than some floor golfers, you know. So he also said he like how much he loves golf and I'll tell you what, man, the the tour life or mini tour life or any kind of turning something into a profession can ruin that. I mean, it kind of changed. It's changed definitely my mindset. I would say after high school and college golf, it kind of changes your mindset of like this isn't really fun. We're, we're, I mean, it is fun, but we're also competing. And every time you step on the golf course, you're it's, it's business. It's not, you know, necessarily for fun. And obviously you have the rounds where you are having fun, but those come rare, like more on the rare side. Yeah. So, I mean, turning it into a, a profession, a touring profession, definitely can alter your perspective on on um, on golf. And like, I can attest to that just as much as as what you just said too. So, um, I'm with you. And like, kind of being in another like seat, having a different hat on, um, in a different role in professional golf right now. Um, that definitely changes as well. And that's one reason why I kind of stand up for, for Michael block and what he said, as well as like why I'm on the other side. And I completely disagree with, with not allowing the 20 spots because these guys have dedicated PGA of America members have dedicated their lives to not only golf, but the golf course that, they're involved with or the golf organization they're involved with as well as their own golf games. And for them to have an opportunity to play in another major, I think that's, that's 100% justifiable. So it's just, it's just like being able to qualify for the U S open. Like they've put in the time they put in the work they've, they've done what, is required of them to be there. So they should like those 20 should be going. No, I mean, I, I really don't, I mean, if it's yours, you make the rules, right? So what am I to say? I mean, obviously I'm always going to be pro player, but, but this is also pro player. And, uh, the lives that the guys that work at your golf course live, 
they give a sacrifice and they don't really make any money. And I mean, unless you're like the head pro or even some head pros don't make that much, but they also never get to play golf. Like there's that saying, like you work in golf, you never play golf. It is very easy. Very, very easy to um, put other obligations over golf if you don't prioritize it up there. And that's one thing that uh, I've tried to do as well as being coach here is play and practice with them as much as possible and also just play and practice on my own because, like, I know, like, once the afternoon time comes, I am not going to have the attention to my golf game that I'll be able to. I got to do all my practice in the morning. Mm-hmm. All of it. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's wild. I mean, I'm, I mean, I grew up at a golf course and, uh, I mean, all the guys in the pro shop would say is they just complain about how they can never play golf anymore. Cause they'd be working 60 hours making like, Maybe 35K a year. I disagree. Is- go play nine holes. Like, do the work that you got to do beforehand, but go play nine holes. Or go practice. Like, look See, like I, Yeah, I mean, I agree. But also, like, you're, you're working there all day. The last thing you want to do is stay there after you get off. Yeah. I understand that. Understood. It's like, it's like bartending, and then I get off work. There's two hours left that, that it's open, and I'm like, oh, might as well just stay and get fucked up here it's like i'd rather go anywhere else than here you know so just because you don't want to be around i, I don't know i i, I kind of understand both sides um it's just tough it's, it's tough hours and, and plus like sometimes you're coming in at 10 o'clock and you're leaving at 8 30 or you have like the member guests and you're working like 12 Seven hours a day. day. Yeah. yeah. It's like stupid, honestly. No, I, um, I totally understand it. And that, like, I, it is a little much or it's easier said than done for me to say, just go play nine holes. But yeah. Especially I mean, if you I like kids it. at home too. Like for you, it's easy for you. You can, you can go, but you don't have a family at home. So that takes another obligation. I and, think, yeah, I think the, the amount of talent and practice that you can get from whatever occupation you have comes from whatever, whatever you put on your plate, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. whether it's family work, fitness, a hobby, I mean, you gotta be able to like balance and manage your time properly. And I think that what I think those that do it very well are, the best in wherever they are, whether it's the PGA tour or they're a a club pro or a golf coach, you know, that's, it's kind of where my thoughts are at. No, I I get that. Like I said, I see both sides. Um, I don't really care if you make it, you make it. It's kind of like the, if you, it's, it's like if, um, you're complaining about not getting your, your starts or a starts. Like you gotta be undeniable. Like at some point you can't just like sit here and complain about, especially like if you're going to sit here and complain about like the PGA championship and there's like that 20 spots 
and you think you deserve one of those, like, come on, man. That's ridiculous. But, but yeah, I thought it was a good tournament. Again, didn't watch it, but uh, I heard it was good. The Michael Block thing is a cool story. I heard the golf course was like, I, I mean, I saw some videos of the course. It looked like it was very tough. It kind of kind of gave me like a U.S. Open feel. Um, I don't really like how the PGA Championship is this early. I think that I think that's kind of stupid. But agreed. I mean, what, what was wrong with it in August? The Olympics. The... But the Olympics are every four years, you know. So. Yeah, like who gives a shit? Have it before or after. But also, I keep forgetting golf is in the Olympics. But now we are cramming three majors in a couple months. And like then. Four majors in four months. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, I feel like it's not as spread out. We have three in like two months. Right? Yeah, the U.S. Open's like right around the corner. Yeah, it's like in th- three weeks, two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, and then, then we have the British Open, and that's in July, and then it kind of feels like the season's over after that. I mean, obviously, the FedEx Cup, but, like, that's not, like, as cool as a major. For the players, it is, because there's a shit ton of money. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's, it's appealing for the money, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah. But Michael Black got a couple starts now, though. Did you see that? He got some uh, sponsor yeah, he's exemptions. Ex- he's exempt into uh, Colonial next week, as well as next year's PGA. And where else? Where where else do they give him exempt- a start to? Canadian Open. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to, back to the mini tour life. Yesterday I played a practice round. The first tee time wasn't until wasn't available until three o'clock, and we get there. You know the course is kind of packed for all the players, and uh, we get there at like eleven practice. You know, tee off at three. Our front nine took three and a half hours. Yeah. Carts had to be in at 7.30. We played 12 holes in like four and a half hours. And then we just drove the rest of the course. It was insane, dude. Like they were really letting fivesomes off. Public golf was playing. Like it was, like we had one guy in our group who wasn't even playing in the tournament. And he's like, oh, I'm just here because like the go- the club I'm a member at like bought this course. And now we could play here. And I go, you picked the wrong day to come out here, man. Like, we played, like I said, 12 holes in four and a half hours. Yeah. Brutal. Like, every every shot were, every shot you hit, you waited 20 minutes to hit. It was insane. That's nuts, like, dude. Yeah. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. But, um, I mean, I've played here... I think the last three years decent course again like open. yeah again the main reason i come up here is because they pay for your, your hotel and practice round um 
So like when, whenever you get those events, it's nice. But, uh, but yeah, I just had to share that cause I thought that was pretty ridiculous. Um, that was, that's mini tour, mini tour golf at its finest. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever dealt with something like that, but <clears throat> we had one guy in our group quit after nine, obviously group in front of us quit after nine still didn't matter. Like there was guys playing in fivesomes. We saw we saw one group with eight people in it, and I think two of them were caddies. So I don't know, man. It, it was just like brutal. Like when I say like competitive golf kind of takes the fun away from it. I didn't have fun on the course yesterday. I'll tell you that. Shit, there's a bee in here. <laughs> I left the window open just to like air it out. There's a man. <laughs> it was flying right towards me, man. I was wondering why you moved so quick. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was listening to your, to everything you had to say too, but hang on one second. You're good. I'm gonna make sure it doesn't fly into the house, but. Um, yeah, so (laughs) I'm gonna we'll finish this up and I'll just take care of this guy later. I don't have (laughs) anything to like trap it or like swat it with, so I, I. Prefer to go with the former. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer not to kill it, especially since I got a window wide open right now. But um, there it goes. Come on, get out of here, love. Come on, bud. <laughs> I wish I could see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, my God. It's going like... It's like up in the blinds now. I'm just trying to get it out of that window crack right there. I made it a little bit bigger with my foam roller, so. Can you hear it? No. You can't hear it buzzing? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, that that's happened to me before, too. Like, I recall, like, playing a practice round, I think with, like, David Tepe once in North Carolina, and, like, we only played nine holes and could only, like, ride the back nine, get the carts in super early. Like, yeah, it's, it's shitty and tacky that you got to do stuff like that. Um, but until it's the PGA Tour or something like a good event where they allot certain times for practice rounds with no one else, then... It's just going to be like that. And, like, I think it's, like, complete and utter bullshit that we keep just letting sixums and eightsums happen. Like, yeah, it's okay in, like, the afternoon, like, if you're not playing a practice round or anything like that. But, like, just when more than four people, five is, like, pushing it. It's okay if there's not anyone really behind you and you're not really, like, playing a practice round. But 
four people playing a practice round is a lot. Three people yeah. playing a practice round is a lot. There's a reason why like they go out in twosomes and threesomes for practice rounds on the PGA tour. So, um, in my opinion, like that needs to be policed a little bit better as well as, and like, you can't do anything about it. That's all on the golf course too, but that needs to be policed a little bit better as well as, um, just getting stuff down on, on paper, whether or not it's practice rounds or like, allowing practice rounds to be for players only on this day or this window of time, you know, and, and not filling, filling it with public play or a friend who's playing in, who's, who's hosting one of his buddies who's playing in the tournament, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm guilty of that before, but I mean, if you want to, if you want to be professional, one, it starts at the course, and then it starts at the tour or the tournament, whichever it is. So that's yeah. my TED Talk for the day. <laughs> yeah, and uh, plus, like, everyone's – like, when you mentioned, like, threesomes are a lot, it's because after every hole, you're chipping and putting around the green for another 10 minutes. And the pace is never good in these practice rounds because some people like to just play um, – me and James were just trying to play like we we're trying to play par fives and par threes. Like we'd actually play that hole, and then we do our work after. And then, then like on the par fours, we just like play like five dollar birdies. And so, you know, we're trying to keep it like competitive, but like we're also waiting twenty minutes to hit a shot. And we got a foursome ahead of us. We got a fivesome ahead of them. We got a sixsome ahead of them. And we have a foursome behind us who are waiting on every shot. So like when you're do when like also when you are doing your work around the greens, you're like, it's like these guys are waiting obviously, but we have nowhere to go. So why would we give up our practice just because these yeah. guys are waiting because the guys in front of us didn't wait, you know? So like, you're kind of fighting that it's, it's honestly, practice rounds are honestly miserable. I've never met anyone who's like, dude, I love practice rounds. They're fucking miserable. And because I've never played a practice round under under five hours, like it, it's ridiculous. And sometimes, like I would, I wish I could come up two days before to miss that that practice round mentality. And then maybe if I do want to play a practice round, I just play nine, um, so I don't have to feel like I have to play every hole in the golf course. But it's tough. I mean, again, we are playing golf, but like if you've ever played a a round of golf in over five hours, which a lot of people haven't, if they don't play competitively, it is brutal. It's, it's exhausting because a lot of these guys who don't play competitively play in three and a half to four hours, 15 minutes. And the four hours, 15 minutes probably feels like it at six hours because a lot of like, you know, country club play, they, they, they move. They really move. Get up and hit it. Yeah, and they don't really – and, like, once they hit the green, you know, they all hit, like, two putts, then pick up and go. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's different. Um, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but, man, practice rounds are, are brutal. Reinvent the practice round. Include it in the golf tournament. Like, what so would you – Yeah, I mean, what would you do differently – 
close the course off for an extra day and leave the tee open for players only and have it be first come first serve kind of like how we did at the Clovernook open yeah that's that's honestly every every event that i've played in and i know like you're promoting the Clovernook open but like every event that i've played in that's that's been like that has had the best like practice run experience <clears throat> so i mean even when i played in latin q school like they did that at mission in didn't win on a single shot I mean, you had to walk the golf course, and you couldn't take carts, but who gives a shit? Like, as long as I'm getting done in, in less than four hours, or less than five hours, I guess, I'm happy. Honestly, no carts, space out practice rounds so much better, too. Yeah. Yeah, because then, like, if you hit multiple balls, you have to, like, when you go when you go up to the fairway, you have to go pick up your other ball, and then the other that the guys in front of you are still chipping and putting and then, you know, you're getting your numbers down and then all of a sudden they're gone. So, yeah, I mean, it's, even if the course is crowded, it makes more sense. Um, it's just, it's just funny, man. It's, there's nothing worse than slow golf. Like I, like this guy who just came to play yesterday, all I could think of is like, this guy thought that like, he's not going to go to work today and get a nice round of golf in. Like what a, (laughs) what a bad, Bad day to do that, but, but yeah, it was uh, it was a long one. But anyway, we'll get out of here. So uh, your next event is the Ohio Open. Maybe before we'll see. Um, not okay. quite sure, but Ohio Open, I am signed up for. Indeed, I will be practicing in the meantime and caddying for Daniel in PGA Tour Canada Q School. So. In Vancouver? Yeah. Oh, they haven't even had that yet, huh? No, they haven't. Damn. I know, it's it's really, really late. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of has to be because it's, the weather's probably not great. But uh, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I need to figure out how I'm going to fill this week up now. Or if I'm even going to go out to Kansas. But, but yeah. Gonna be a busy, uh, busy couple months for both of us, I guess. But that's good. That's what we want. Yeah, it is. We'll be traveling a lot, us athletes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, let's get out of here. All right, follow at Traveling Athlete Pod on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Follow at Mike Wolf Golf on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. David Wetterick on Instagram, as well as uh, Dreamcatcher Golf Co. and Clovernook Open on Instagram. Um, yeah, thanks again for watching. Like, share, subscribe, follow, spread the word, tell your friends about us. Um, any golfers, golf friends as well, too. G O L F friends. <laughs> but no, thanks again for listening. Really appreciate y'all. And uh, Mike, good luck today in your tournament. Play well. Whoop them. Appreciate it. Lot, lots of circles out there. It's a stable for a tournament, so I need a lot of circles and eagles. So, Love it. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, brother. Yeah. All right, guys. Get after we'll, it. Uh, we'll be on next week. Again, subscribe. DM us if you want to hear us talk about anything. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. All right, Dave. Peace.
shit. We gotta do it again, dude. Look the lens cap out.